Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of Melantopia Podcast. Today I am Snowseek, I'm here with Harvey, um, Howard, and a special guest, Amp. So let's do again quick bios and qualifications. I'm by no means an expert on crypto, but I was one of the first adopters. Actually, I actually got Bitcoin back in 2013, fun fact. And I got back into it uh, last year. So Harvey? Uh, I'm, I'm a student and um, I, I did heavily in cryptocurrencies. Yes, what about you, Amps? I'm Harvey's girlfriend. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm more the money, like the the trading mm. side of it. So Harvey, like, I don't know. Me and him are kind of like a duo. So he, he's the, he mines it, and then I just tell him what to do with it, and I just tell him like where to put it. Okay. You know, I don't know how to describe it. And Howard, I, Howard, tell me a bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a computer programmer. I don't have much experience in cryptocurrency, but I do enjoy watching it mm-hmm. as it goes, like trading and stuff. It's very entertaining. Yeah, the investment side of it is really cool, and we will be getting into that later in the podcast. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about the history of cryptocurrency. So I'm just going to run through everything that I know, and then we're going to start into Harvey's part. Um, actually, we're going to start talking about Dogecoin after that. So let's start with Bitcoin. Bitcoin was the OG cryptocurrency. Um, it was made back in 2008, 2009. It was a uh, designed by a person who's who's called Satoshi Nakamoto, but people think that's a pseudonym for a person or a group of people. It was launched in 2009 and Nakamoto created most of the Bitcoin software. Bitcoin is based on what's called a blockchain, which is a public ledger, ledger meaning like uh, a system of records. And the purpose of this is to record Bitcoin transactions. So every time you send Bitcoin to someone else that has to get uh, written down. One of the issues, of course, is that with payments, you might actually double pay someone or you might think you paid someone, but you didn't. So every transaction for maximum security has to be uh, verified. And the way that it's verified is something called proof of work, which involves people called miners. And what they do is that they dedicate their computer's processing power. In the case of proof of work, it's typically a GPU, a graphics card to algorithmically prove this transaction and once the transaction once sorry a block of transactions has been proved and that's officially added to the blockchain and uh the the people who mine it successfully get a reward and in the form of more bitcoin um and so there's a lot of hype about bitcoin but there's also a lot of shady stuff that's been involved in it too and a lot of financial volatility in recent years but we're not here to talk about bitcoin we're here to talk about altcoin so the first altcoin or cryptocurrency that is not bitcoin was ethereum which is actually built back in 2013. Um, the reason why it was developed is because bitcoin was developed as a currency right so ethereum was a way to develop blockchain technology not for currencies not for money but as a way to build decentralized applications and also contracts um, for trading of real world assets and after ethereum there is a generation of crypto called ethereum killers which basically are other altcoin that were created in response to ethereum um, because ethereum itself has some inefficiencies for example every transaction in ethereum 
uh, you have to pay a fee called gas and the fee has been rising more and more. So people have been trying to make better altcoins. The first altcoin that we're going to talk about is Dogecoin. So I want the guests to tell me what you tell me what you know about Dogecoin. Um, Dogecoin, like Snow said, is a altcoin. Um, it's so its proof of work algorithm is based upon, I think it's Scrypt. So this is a more GPU focused um, miner. So you use your GPU to mine it. Um, to my understanding, it has no limit on how many coins can be distributed. So it has an unlimited amount. Right. Also, uh, go on. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that's in contrast to Bitcoin, which has a hard cap on the amount of Bitcoin that can be mined. So Dogecoin can inflate. Yeah, that means it's heading for a crash, basically. Like, Dogecoin cannot be sustained. Mm -hmm. Also, it makes it kind of tragic because... Every time, if you earn money Doge, um, investing in Dogecoin, that's someone else's money you're taking away. Like that is, it's kind of tragic because it doesn't, because it, it's got an unlimited cap. Ultimately, the money that you earn out of Dogecoin is someone else's money that is that they're losing, which is kind of tragic. Yeah, that's, that's some people call Dogecoin a pyramid scheme, but it, it, it is. It is. The history of it is very interesting because it was started as a joke. Everyone knows that, but what people often don't know is that initially there were some uh, people tried to use it for charity for example um, in the winter olympics people actually raised money in the dogecoin community to send the jamaican bobsled team to the sochi winter olympics which i think is really cool like using dogecoin to send people to the olympics and uh, there's also um they also actually built a well in kenya uh, through this campaign called doge for water and finally, um, Dogecoin was also used to raise money uh, to sponsor a NASCAR driver. So Dogecoin has quite a quite a history before all the current um, Elon Musk uh, hullabaloo. Can anyone, can any of the other speakers talk about why Elon Musk is so associated with Dogecoin? What happened with that? He says, um, I think it's either because it's funny or it's a meme. I, I can't. I don't remember, but there was an interview with him, and he said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He also made Tesla... Uh, what was it? Except Dogecoin as a currency. Yeah. But, on that note, he also made it so... Um, there was SpaceX that accepts Dogecoin as a currency, I believe. But, he also made it so Tesla stopped accepting Bitcoin. And I believe that was due to environmental reasons because mm-hmm. these uh, Bitcoin, these massive Bitcoin mining stations, they are so bad for the environment. Yeah. yeah right, because is... you need a massive yeah. amount of hardware for proof of work. And there are other uh, cryptocurrencies that are based on proof of space, which we'll talk about later, or proof of stake. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the controversies about Bitcoin and Dogecoin is that I'm actually mining it. Um, although Dogecoin is a lot easier to mine than Bitcoin. Um, but Dogecoin, Doge, sorry to interrupt, but Dogecoin is full of um, asyncs. So these are computers specially designed to mine that uh, cryptocurrency, which oh. just ruins yeah, it. That was Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a bonus of Dogecoin is its transaction times. It usually takes uh, one to six minutes to uh, confirm a transaction. Yeah. 
unlike Dogecoin, which can take hours, sometimes days. You mean Bitcoin can take hours? Oh, yeah, days. Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. sorry, Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, that, that's one of, the, um, one of the reasons why people keep trying to innovate and develop new cryptocurrencies is because of these inefficiencies, like the long transaction times. But I think along with that interest, there's a lot of there's a lot of strange events that happen, like with Elon Musk. So the reason why Dogecoin became so popular in recent months is it, it sort of benefited from all the hype around GameStop and AMC because people believed that Dogecoin would be the next GameStop. And I was actually there on Twitter uh, in one of the first days of February. Uh, Elon Musk started tweeting about it. He actually tweeted a Lion King meme where he was holding up the, the dog of Dogecoin, you know, as if it were Simba from The Lion King. And there are other celebrities as well, like Kurnikoff, who um, sort of motivated their followers to put money in Dogecoin. And you can definitely see that as sort of predatory behavior, because again, uh, it's not like a company stock where the company is developing a product um, and that that's generating value like the the value in dogecoin is from what other people put into it so but one of the most recent events with dogecoin was a couple weeks ago so may 9th 2021 spacex actually announced a mission to the moon that would be funded by dogecoin um, although I don't know how successful that'll be because around the same time Elon Musk appeared on Saturday Night Live and because of that uh, Dogecoin lost like almost 50% of its value. I think within an hour it lost like a third of its value and it just kept dropping like after that and it's just very sad. Yeah, but the thing is with Dogecoin is that like because it is unlimited Mm -hmm. Every time it gets mined, it decreases in value. So if people aren't pouring money into Dogecoin, it'll just go down. Like if yeah. if, if everyone stopped putting money into it right now and didn't take anything out, it would it would just go downwards. The value wouldn't remain the same because they're not actually finding because they're infinite amount of Dogecoin. So but you're not you're not you're not mining empty blocks with Dogecoin. So I don't see how that works. Well, well, basically, it's that they're not. It's not. It's because it's unlimited. Because it's unlimited, the more Dogecoin there are, the less value they are. The less value they are. So the only way it goes up in value is if everyone pours loads of money into it, which is what's happening. But it's it's always slowly but surely going down in value. So when you take money out, you're taking uh, someone else's, and you gain money. You're taking someone else's money, and you're also you're also taking. So you're taking someone else's money and a little bit extra, f because of the amount that's gone down since then. So yeah. Yeah, I want to actually, I, I feel like Dogecoin is such a, a meme, meme heavy topic and like whether it's a pyramid scheme or not, it's questionable, but it's certainly, I wouldn't say it's a sound investment, um, but I do want to, I want to discuss uh, altcoins that actually have some more merit behind them. And the first one we'll talk about is Monero. So this is Harvey's time to shine because Harvey is a is a big fan of Monero. So Harvey, tell me about how you got into Monero and what distinguishes it from other cryptocurrency. So I, I originally I don't know why originally I got into Monero, but I just Monero I just started mining it, and you know what watching it. So you know, <laughs> it just, just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. But the the bonus of Monero is one it's a privacy coin and two it's called it's async resistant and it has fast transaction times so being async resistance 
resistant prevents people with massive, like, specially designed computers to directly mine this coin. Uh, this one gives everyone a chance to win Monero. And yet again, it is a privacy coin, so it's anonymous. Uh, one mm -hmm. thing that Monero uses is key rings. So your keys that you own, bits of them are taken off you and given to someone else. So, so for example, my keys for my Monero wallet is just a bunch of other people's keys. I don't know these other people. They don't. They don't know that my that you know I own not I own, but part of their key was used to create mine. And that that's a bonus of Monero. Uh, trying to think. Trying to think. So I've heard that Monero has some additional privacy features like IP obscuring. So you can't tell someone's IP when they when they actually um, purchase something with Monero. I don't know about that, but Monero's you know using keyrings, it's 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 hard to trace. It's not mm -hmm. like Bitcoin where you can just you know follow a certain address and that you can follow that Bitcoin. Right. Like the FBI or the U.S. government has loads of Bitcoin that has been taken from people because of you know illegal activities with them right but you can't do the same with monero mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to find right with bitcoin everything is traceable because again every transaction is added to the blockchain and that's traceable to you so yikes yeah. i mean yeah yeah i really like that monero has those additional privacy features especially if you're in a more authoritarian type government and they might be restricting you know purchases related to political activity and stuff yeah. but tell me um how have governments been do you know anything about how governments have responded to monero like i know that i think the treasury secretary in the u.s wasn't too friendly about crypto but tell, tell me about what you know yeah so uh, i've heard governments are ba banning the use of monero in trading mm -hmm. So you can still trade Monero between cryptocurrency. So for example, you can put Monero into Tether, uh, which is, Tether's a stable coin. Secretaries of ex and exchange of the US are going against uh, this cryptocurrency as well. So mm -hmm. there's a lawsuit going um, against Libre and yeah. their protocol. And because it uses uh, blockchains to upload stuff, uh, and Libre is defending cryptocurrencies as a whole. Ah, yes, Howard actually brought up the, um, he's brought up the case. Thank you, Howard. So it says here that the SEC, the Securities and Changed Commission, charged Libre with conducting an unregistered offering of digital asset securities, and this dates to March of this year. So just a month and a half ago. Well, we'll definitely see, because I think that, um, I think that a lot of enforcement um, and oversight of cryptocurrency has sort of been postponed and pushed to the summer because government agencies really don't know what to do with it. Um, mm. I know that transactions, like it, whatever money that you make with crypto um, investing should be reported to the IRS, so you do have to pay taxes on it. Uh, but aside from that, I, I don't really know. Oh, what is this? What is... Oh, yeah, this is Odyssey, Howard. That uses the Libra protocol. Oh, that's really cool. That's super cool. So I want to I want to add one last thing about Monero, is that there have been, just like Dogecoin, there have been some interesting applications of Monero. 
Uh, one of them is there's this this agency that actually bails people out of jail with Monero. Um, so they sort of fundraise using Monero and, you know, in the United States, the criminal justice system, uh, there is a, a system of bail. So you have to be held in jail unless you can pay bail. And that can often disproportionately affect like poorer people. So I think it's a pretty cool idea. But I don't know how successful they actually are at, or how many people they've bailed out. It's just like one of those sort of like off, you know, un unexpected applications. Mm. Also, one thing about Monero is, um, I, I believe it's being used in uh, darknet transactions. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, that would not be surprising. Yeah. Oh, here we have Howard on Crypto Watch. So in the past uh, few days, almost all cryptocurrency has been dropping like quite quite harshly i think i lost like half of my crypto uh, value over five days which is insane to think about and that's the next topic of our um of our discussion is investing so what is it like to invest in crypto i have not been investing for more than like seven months or so but in the past like, I, I can tell you that it's extremely volatile. Most stocks, unless you're investing in uh, stocks that have a lot of exposure, like in the media, do not move as much as crypto does. I, I'd just like to say is that with, um, this is like kind of like with normal stock market stuff, mm -hmm. like crypto is basically a stock market bottom crack. But <laughs> everyone, most experts predict the massive drop, like uh, the biggest ever drop um, of cryptocurrencies that we've that we've ever seen yet will happen in 2022 uh -huh. and the irony in that is that saying that it will drop is going to make it drop so yeah. everyone's going to sell all their cryptocurrencies because they're scared of the drop yeah and that's when it's going to happen so that's the irony and i've that's the irony in in that statement yeah so there's so much psychology in it but yeah. but there's a good side to that because if, if it drops in, in the long run, though, in the long run, miners will be in the long run. It will be worse for miners. Maybe well, no, not no, 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 because a few months. Because if if a cryptocurrency drops, people are going to stop mining because they're disheartened. That then lowers network difficulty, making it easier for other miners to you know take a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah, but some mm -hmm. people predict it's going to be such a big. It's going to be such a big drop that literally all like some currencies might not be able to stagger back again, like Bitcoin, Monero, um, Ethereum. All of all of it. They they they're, they're predicting that like I mean not they're not predicting. I'm not I'm not sure here. I'm just. I doubt I doubt Bitcoin. I'm really surmising. But, I like, doubt Bitcoin and Monero would would fall though because they're used in you know sadly illegal transactions. They're mm -hmm. hardened against something like this because of you know their involvement in some things and such cryptocurrencies such as Tether which can't be mined and are centralized unfortunately. Um, they're stable coins. They are based around the US dollar. That's yeah. their peg. So you're you're over. You're, I, okay, you but cryptocurrencies won't die. You're over. You are overestimating the amount of criminal enterprise that goes on in Bitcoin to save it. It does not have enough criminal. It, but, you're, you're overestimating the amount of criminals that use. But it would keep it afloat. I don't pretend to be. No, it would not. I don't pretend to be an expert. But um, Bitcoin, I I reckon. Now, 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 honestly, a lot of the things that I've reckoned that that wouldn't happen have happened this year. So, I mean, and last year, like us going back into lockdown again, I thought the lockdown would not last more than a few months. So a lot of crazy things that I thought were crazy 
completely happened and it was just normal so yeah. i in my heart i don't i don't think that Bi i think bitcoin's gonna rise up again so when it goes yeah. down when it drops in like 2022 or whenever it does drop i recommend like investing in it again however my heart says that it's not that it's not going to climb up to the same level that it, that it is before and it is right now because i mean it's still dropping now but i don't even reckon it'll be out, back up to the level it is now right yeah, we'll first it's, spike, it's really impossible to tell Again, yeah. by the way, all, to, all the listeners, this is not investing advice. We're sort of treating this as an intellectual issue, right? It's interesting that prices could be so volatile and they're, they're, sometimes there's a reason behind it. Sometimes there's not. It's it's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't pretend to be an expert on it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If, like, I mean, half the stuff I'm saying could, probably is wrong. I'm, I'm not very good at research. Like something, I'll read like the first line and then I'll be like, wow. Oh, no. And then the rest going to the back of my head Ev, you but can't I'm... say that we have the listeners will lose faith don't, okay, don't lose, okay don't, don't lose faith i'm very big brain i swear okay <laughs> aggressive keyboard <laughs> keyboard typing okay sorry, so, sorry no it's fine so um if you want to get invested if you want to start investing and treat them sp actually let me backtrack so listeners there's a difference between investing in cryptocurrency and treating them as a stock versus actually owning some in your own wallet so we'll talk about owning cryptocurrency later but i'm just going to talk about them currently as an investment especially short-term investment and this is typically done on an exchange like coinbase or binance unfortunately binance is not allowed in some states like mine it's so sad um, both of them have their controversies and i'd really recommend that people just have a wallet because you don't really own the cryptocurrency you're basically owning an investment in it right but anyways if you're making money off of it you probably don't care about these distinctions if that's all you care about so let's talk about one altcoin and i'm looking at the price graph of it right now so these are stellar lumens i believe xml xlm yeah that's the stock ticker or that's the crypto ticker for Stellar Lumens. I like these a lot because Stellar Lumens were actually developed as a way to help people uh, do low-cost payments overseas. So not hashtag not sponsored, but this is a way for people to send money overseas without having to deal with bank fees, and it's a lot faster. But treating them as an investment, back in 2017, summer 2017, their value was around $0.05 cents per Stellar Lumen. Um, and this, this shot up to around almost dollar, 94 cents per stellar lumen in, at the end of 2017. And it's been extremely rocky and volatile since then. Uh, that's, that's one of the characteristics, um, of cryptocurrency. So since its inception, since the birth of stellar lumens in 2014, the price has increased 13,400%. Um, but just in the past week, we've had a 40% drop in the value of these of these coins which is very very that would be very rare for a stock right you might see maybe a 10 percent drop um if you're really unlucky but these coins are it's just it's becoming very, more yeah. and more common yeah it's becoming more and more common with stock market it's because mm -hmm. with all these with all these robots and um and you know the the memes that are coming from the stock market it's now becoming like a, something that anyone can do yeah it like so I feel like that has been incented into people since like literally the great crash, like yeah. literally, and it's only now recovering to like level to like levels. Because I've I have I've heard I I admit I weren't I wasn't there, but I was I wasn't there. But like, um, 
like people people used to and i'm talking like back in like a long time ago people actually used it there was a lot more because like i feel like buying stock is like definitely shot up recently mm-hmm. because of all these memes and stuff like that and i've i've heard and i don't know this but i've heard that it was like it was this level before in it's been this level before in the past mm-hmm. but um but because of like because of like crashes i don't know which crash i, I don't know i don't really acknowledge that because of the because of certain crashes or whatever that like people have like people it became a way less of a big thing to like buy to, like buy stock and is now only like regaining itself yeah like so we're like following like it's been i i'm kind of rambling now because i don't really i did, didn't really have anything more to say besides that but no, it's fine i i just want like Listeners, please take a lot of caution when if you want to invest in crypto. I I just I just yeah. want to say speci- I want to specify that because intellectually this is a very interesting topic, but people really do lose thousands of dollars over this. People have also made thousands or or more. But just think about what I said about lumens. Okay, so in the past year, Stellar Lumens their their value has increased substantially, um, 490% to be precise. But what you don't know is that there are hundreds, perhaps even more altcoins that are what are known as dead altcoins. So they lost all their value. Nobody trades them anymore. Nobody really has them. And if you invested in them, that money is practically gone unless you can find someone to actually pur- you know, purchase your altcoins. And so there's a huge amount of risk in it. But I do think that you know, it's worth reading about, it's worth looking into, and yeah, there's a certain charm in every cryptocurrency has its own technology, its own philosophy behind it, like, I think there, oh yeah, Algorand, so Algorand is one of the Ethereum killers, and I invested in it because I believe in it as an idea, um, because they want to be what's the first carbon negative cryptocurrency. They they want to be the most environmentally friendly cryptocurrency. Like there there's sort of a bit of idealism in that, in addition to market principles. So yeah, that, I think that's quite charming about crypto investments. Um, now that we've talked about investing, let's talk about mining. So mining is a bit more complicated than investing. Investing, all you have to do is link a bank account to an exchange like uh, Binance and, you know, start buying, uh, which again, I don't recommend unless you're very, very careful. But mining crypto, you need more things. You can't just buy your way into it. You have to have a wallet. You have to think about your hardware um, and that has risks to it also. And you also have to consider, do I want to change my operating system? What kind of miner do I want to use? So does anyone want to quickly explain what is a wallet and why do people need it? Okay, so wallets are um, essentially where you keep all your currencies. Um, I don't know the in-depths to a wallet, but I just know get wallet, get um, then the wallet makes your, your keys you can use, and then um, you store your you know, your coins in there. That's mm-hmm. my understanding of a yeah. wallet. As far as I understand it, a wallet only has like uh you have a wallet for each kind of crypto. I'm not sure if that's correct, but I have a Monero wallet and I don't have a wallet for anything else. Is that is that the case? Or are there wallets that uh, have Yeah, multiple? yeah. So you mm. you have wallets for each individual currencies. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. And when you 
so a wallet in this case it's a, it's a program that you download right and you have to synchronize your wallet to again every cryptocurrency is based on some sort of blockchain so all of the transactions are recorded and verified by proof of work or stake or space and time um and so your wallet has to be synchronized to that so that you can it's sort of like you're synchronizing to this financial uh, bubble in a way Not essentially bubble. all you're doing is you're downloading the blockchain yeah yeah so, yeah so then you know i don't know the, the uses of it i just know you do downloading a copy of the blockchain mm -hmm. which can either take hours days or minutes depending on the coin right yeah and next after after you get a wallet you have to think about your hardware so i'm sure every gamer has noticed that the price of graphics cards has inflated massively um as an example i think around six or seven months ago a 3090 the the market price for a 3090 was approximately 1500 dollars and if I check on, if I check the price right now, it would probably be around $3,500. I checked, I believe, a week ago. So the reason why graphics cards are so expensive is that they're often, but not exclusively, used in mining. But there are some crypto that you can, or you should, or you have to mine using your CPU instead of your graphics card. So I believe Monero is um, based on CPU mining, correct? Yeah, so Monero uses Random X, mm -hmm. and it's um, it it's mainly CPU mined. Right. It's also async resistant. Mm hmm. And one of the one of the problems of this is that, so I I, I mined for a bit, and I noticed that my CPU usage had gone up to a hundred percent. And I, so what are the risks of actually burning out your hardware, um, if you do? So um. When you crypto mine, especially in GPUs, uh, GPUs don't have the best cooling, let's all face it. Mm -hmm. You know, your average Joe isn't going to change the cooler. But um, well, when you mine and your, your, your card gets hot, the silicone can get damaged, which damages your, you know, the actual thinking part of the, the card mm -hmm. and thus kills it slowly. Yeah. Um, it, this isn't good, <laughs> really. So, um... Yeah, I, I don't know about in CPUs. I believe the risk for, you know, killing your CPU is lower. Yeah. Because um, I've, I've got a big hefty cooler on mm -hmm. um, my CPU. So right. my CPU doesn't exceed at least 60 degrees, which I oh, believe yeah. is an acceptable ranges. Yeah, I, um, I love how CPUs are cooled because they're basically physically attached via thermal paste to like this massive like cooling apparatus and it's pr pretty cool to see yeah mm -hmm. if you if you have a stock cooler though results may vary and you may yeah. find yourself thermal throttling which yeah. becomes an issue because you know you can't mine as fast as you normally could right. they're annoying to put into computers cpus so you have to do this like you have to screw in each individual screw like at the same time at the same like <laughs> intensity it's so annoying oh yeah because mm. you don't want to squish it because it the cpu is sort of like it's sort of set in place on a, on a, like a field of pins and you don't want to like squish it because that'll actually break it that well that's that's only in the case of uh what's what's intel because mm. intel ha the pins are on the motherboard yeah so you have a 
I would say you have a higher risk of damaging Intel yeah. CPUs and motherboards, but not AMD. Well, yeah, I think people, 50-50. people generally prefer AMD Ryzen for mining anyway. But yeah. another thing about GPU versus CPU mining is that CPUs are a lot less expensive. So CPUs, I'm looking right now, so an i9, again, this is Intel, not AMD, and people recommend AMD, and i9 CPU might be 400 to $500, which is pretty expensive. But then if you look at, say, a 3080, obviously, please don't use a 3090 for mining. That would be overkill. 3090s are mainly good for, like, 3D rendering. A 3080, I'm, I'm seeing one for $3,000. So that's six times higher price, which is unspeak it's insane it's insanity um but yeah so cpu mining listeners okay and now example miner so how do you actually mine you would get a program i i've used nano miner uh, i don't know if it's the best one but it worked pretty good for me um what do you use for mining harvey um i use i use a mixture let's just call it that mm-hmm. so i use xmr stack xmr stack dash rx and mm-hmm. uh rager x yeah Th- these are all these are the best miners the best mining software yeah um so oh i've also used xmr rig let's not forget that mm-hmm. um so i have gotten almost two thousand hashes oh my gosh my my main rig yeah the one that i'm using right now um my other rig which is using uh, Rager X mm-hmm. is achieving let's one thousand two hundred hashes per second. Yeah, and um, I've also mined Riot. So the the two ones that I referenced the hash rates they are Monero miners. Right. Wait, My, you said XMR stack and what else? Uh, XMR stack dash RX. Okay. Oh no, sorry. Rager. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main rig, 2,000 hashes per second, is XMR-RX. And then the other one, RageX, which is achieving 1,200 hashes per second. Okay. I've also used... Um, I've also mined Ryo, which I use uh, XMR-Stack, not RX. Mm-hmm. Uh, XMR-Stack can do loads, of, loads more other currencies than Monero, but yeah. XMR-Stack... Dash RX and Rage X are specifically designed for um, uh, Monero mining. Right. Yeah. I, I, go on. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it really depends on the miner. Um, some miners are crypto specific. Nano Nano Miner, the one that I use, you can mine Ethereum or some other crypto with it as well. Um, it's mm. not specific to Monero, but it's really all it's really all up to your interests, right? You should sort of you should pick the miner that aligns your interests. And also, I throw back to our Linux episode. Um, what Linux distros do you recommend for mining? And why is that even important? Like, why would why would we recommend that people switch to Linux if they want to get into mining? Well, um, I use Arch Linux, mm-hmm. as some may know, um, which doesn't use much of my system resources. So more can be given to the miner. Yeah. But also... Something that I didn't mention is Rager X is actually a Linux-based operating system. Yeah. So, one of my one of my rigs that's running Rager X, I just have a USB stick with Rager X installed. Plug it in, turn it on, and 
set up pre-configured to start mining as soon as it turns on. So if if you're if you don't turn off your PC like I do, yeah, um, and you just leave it mining while you're not there, you know, that works. But people can I've heard people that have you know they turn off their PC when they're not using mm -hmm. it. They just plug in the RageX USB stick, and they start mining. That's pretty pretty smart actually. Mm. Yeah, CPU mining is very sensitive to background processes, which Windows has a lot of. So if you want to get the most out of CPU mining, you should really boot into Linux, into mm. RageRx, possibly. All right, so that's mining. And we've been talking several times in this podcast about proof of work. So Dogecoin is proof of work. Ethereum, I believe, is also proof of work, and they're but transitioning. They're yeah, they're transitioning to proof of stake. Yeah, Bitcoin is proof of work. So OG proof of work. Um, <laughs> Monero Ethereum. also. Oh, Ethereum is probably a bit more equipped to survive the crash than Bitcoin. This is speaking mm -hmm. from like other people that invest. Yeah. But people that invest in Bitcoin are a bit more tend to be a bit more like sort of rash, rash thinkers. But like Ethereum's mm -hmm. kind of like. Ethereum's kind of like Ethereum's kind of like the middle ground between the peak between absolute noobs that have heard that Bitcoin's making money and just want to invest, and then also the complete like sweats at doing all that stuff and know all about every single the sweats. Um, currency. Yeah, like Ethereum's kind of like the mid like the middle ground between the two because it's probably like the second most well known. Like I mean, mm -hmm. most well known obviously Dogecoin's more well known than Ethereum, but yeah. it's like the second most well known like proper currency. So. Like that's that's like a quite a, quite a stable one and like probably more like it's the most equipped to survive the crash in my opinion. That's just my opinion though, because mm -hmm. we'll we'll see when it actually yeah we'll see we'll see. Happen. But yeah, so those are all proof of work, and this is you know the language is to mine cryptocurrency. But what if I told you that you can actually farm cryptocurrency? There is actually a crypto called Chia, like the seed that uh you know millennial soccer moms use for fiber um <laughs> and instead of mining it you actually farm chia so tell me about chia harvey because i know you, you're so, getting into it i i'm trying to farm chia um let me just first right the disgrace of chia oh, chia yeah. is it's a good cryptocurrency in my mind but it can have bad environmental impacts it's very it's, Yeah, it's it's also known as the SSD killer. Yeah. Because plotting can almost guarantee the death of an SSD. Because yeah. oh, because SSDs can only be written to a certain amount of times. Chia, you know, makes these big large files just for plotting. And it's very know, up and down in the stock market, FYI, like it's yeah. all over the right. place. And I would not recommend investing in it. I would not recommend investing in it. Yeah, but intellectually, called... it's interesting. Yeah, but and they're called... put money into it, and then just you know, it's basically like mm -hmm. betting. If you put your money into it, then take it out just at the right time, you might earn money. <laughs> but the 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 way the team is handling the the the, the issues of Chia, for mm -hmm. example, I have a laptop right next to me. This is a Chia node. I've my main PC is also. Uh, a chia node one of them sinks one of them doesn't by the, the amount of syncing issues in the network yeah. is appalling i have port forwarded everything that I, I i followed the guide you know i was having issues nothing fixed it but mm -hmm. then 
turn on the other PC, not port forwarded, it syncs using my P the, the node that I've already set up, and the laptop syncs completely, and says synced, and stays synced, and it will farm. But yeah. this machine, it's at the current block height, which is like 3000 something, it's not synced. Oh, that's awful. And the team has said nothing, absolutely nothing about it. They haven't Goodness. fixed it. And the disgrace, I just... Mm. We are officially calling out Chia. This yeah. is kind of sad because I was excited about about talking about it. Well, let's actually backfiddle. So listeners, what is Chia and how is it different? Chia was well, supposed to be more of an eco-friendly alternative. So it uses proof of space and time rather than proof of work. Can you explain what proof of space and time is, Harvey? So proof of space is let just a basic understanding um proof of space is proving that you own this plot and you own this space so mm -hmm. for example the average plot size well a single plot size with k of 32 would be 101 gigabytes yeah and you have to prove to the network you own that and proof of time is proof that you've owned you've owned this plot for this amount of time and yeah, so... the way farming works is i believe you just put out random bits of data inside these plots to prove that this and that, and then the time that you've run this bit of data. That's my understanding on how farming works. Mm -hmm. It's quite new, isn't it? So, well, it's, no, it's from 2018. 2016. Oh, 2016. Oh, it's either 2016 or 2018. Oh. Yeah, so instead of using a CPU to mine, like for Monero, or a GPU to mine, like for Bitcoin, you're using, an, you're using a hard drive, and you should be using an HDD, not an SSD, because she will destroy your SSD. Um, um, I, I've seen cases where plotting has led to head crashes oh. in hard drives. Oh my gosh. So I guess so, uh, it could kill your HDD too. Yeah, I was quite lucky this laptop HDD didn't die me through the mm -hmm. plotting process. Um, oh my it's gosh. Not currently, it's not currently farming right now because I'm still waiting on the team's response on the syncing issue. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The claims that it's eco-friendly is, it's fifty-fifty. It's a grey yeah. area. If if it was if it was a perfect world, yes, it would be eco-friendly. But no, it, it, this isn't a perfect world. They can, you know, hard drives, SSDs can fail because of chia. Right. Yes, and, it uses like, yeah. power, but you know, there's, there's still that issue. Right, and hard drives still have to be made. Right, so this is yeah. There's the fear that. Much like CPUs or GPUs, the price of hard drives could could inflate because of if Chia became really popular and everyone is so hyped into it as an investment, then that could possibly lead to an HDD um, price increase. Sort of. Yeah, which you know affects data centers and mm -hmm. Google. Right. Uh, yeah. Chia is a good crypto. Yeah. I would recommend it. Just farming. Because mm. I remember mm. you were very excited about it. Yeah, and then it, I, I found out, you know, it's not the best. Yeah. There's issues, you know. There might be other, like, proof of space cryptos. I think there was one. There was something based on Chia that was already, like, uh, that was actually released. Let me check real quick. Um. Yeah, so it, it was just based on proof of space. And the mm -hmm. issue was people were just pulling out data and saying, hey, I own this, and just abusing the system. Yeah. That's why they, the cryptocurrency died and became inflated. That's so awful. Mm. 
but still it's quite an interesting it's quite an interesting like possibility oh yeah I, I think I found it so there's let's see Chia there's also sp spacement but that came before Chia huh I, I thought that something I thought that some group actually developed a successor to Chia but I guess I guess that's wrong so yeah so Chia was Chia is an example of a cryptocurrency that is validated by proof of space and time instead of proof of work as okay, yet there let's discuss since we were already talked about what went wrong with chia what can go wrong with crypto in general um let's talk about ransomware for example the most famous ransomware attack of recent days is the uh is colonial pipeline which... don't forget wanna cry wait what with the nhs and wanna cry mm. Is Tell that, me about that. Yeah, so that completely took the um, the National Health Service in the UK completely offline. Oh, God. Um, they had to go to pen and paper. I'm not <laughs> sure if that affected trans like people, mm -hmm. but, and I'm not sure the outcome, but I know they got rid of it. And it... For several days. It was, it, was, it was brought to a standstill for several days. Yeah. I, I, know, I know that. It was, it was completely brought to a standstill for several days. Imagine if it happened now in COVID times. Oh, my God, that'd be... That would be a crisis. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it was. It, yeah, for several days. Ugh, I'm trying to. It's I'm trying awful. to think. It slipped my tongue. So it happened on. Wait, it happened on Friday, twelfth, the twelfth of May, twenty seventeen. For those listeners who may not be familiar with what ransomware is, um, what people do is that they encrypt your data that you need so that you can't use it anymore, and they threaten to either publish it and make it available to everyone, which can be really bad if it's sensitive transactions, or they just you, you just can't use it anymore and you can no longer operate as a business and so that happened to colonial pipeline and they had computerized equipment that managed the pipeline and therefore you have to halt all the operations and stop the flow of oil and colonial pipeline actually uh paid the ransom so they paid 75 bitcoin which was worth five million dollars at the time are oh, really unfortunate imagine if they imagine if they paid it like today then they would have only had to pay like half of that possible not even half like maybe three or 3.5 million so ransomware it's just typically they're taking your data hostage and you have to pay a random ransom typically in bitcoin and it's it's not just been you know it's not something that just happens to your you know if your parents get fished like in an email it's something that happens to really big companies and even the governments okay this will probably uh the nhs uh it targets a lot of time microsoft systems that's what i'm with mm -hmm. wanna cry is that it, ta it, it targeted the nhs because it was because it targeted all the microsoft um systems in the nhs because i from what i'm seeing from this i guess the nhs is a little bit linux and a little bit microsoft um wanna cry abused a bucket in windows mm -hmm. so uh, that's the okay. issue and well, yeah, another... at least you know team linux you know yeah um and one, one small thing about you know ransomwares the uk has passed is passing a law that prevents you from paying ransomwares oh so it's illegal to get your data back oh so what do you do I, I don't know. You, you just, you just suppose, call the police or something. I suppose oh. it's to stop. It's to stop 
people from bothering, you know. Mm -hmm. It's to stop. It's to stop. It's to stop. You know, people ransomware from even bothering to attack anyone from the right, UK. Right, because then it would. It sort of. I mean, all they can do, yeah. All you're gonna do is get the police on yours because they can't yeah. actually pay it. So they're just gonna yeah. talk to the police, and you know, what's the what's the point if if like, you know, if if get putting ransomware on someone's computer, if all they're gonna do is talk to the police about it and possibly get yourself caught, mm -hmm. and there's no chance mm. of you even getting paid. There's just no point. So maybe uh, it'll work actually. Hopefully. Dark Dark Side, the the people that did the colonial pipeline attack. Mm -hmm. Um. Once, when I think, how the events went was, uh, well, Darkseid has code inside the ransomware that checks for your keyboard language. So if you have, for example, Russian installed in your, your keyboard, if, if you have the, la the Russian language installed, you are practically immune to ransomware. I love that. I have it installed. I'm safe. So yeah. you have a high chance of not getting a ransomware or viruses if you have the Russian uh, language pack installed. This is because... No one, if, if you attack a Russian user, that puts you on the radar of the Russian authorities. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it scares them, but it just does. <laughs> I would be scared too. They all are Russian. And Darkseid has that code in there, so, you know, Russian mm -hmm. on top. Um, there's also one more thing. Um... I think that's it. But yeah, to be to have a high chance against ransomware and viruses, install the language pack. You don't have to use the language, just have it installed. That's a really good tip. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I'm I'm gonna do that. That's a really good tip. Wow, I didn't yeah, even know that. Smart. Very big brain. Another thing is uh, apparently about a week ago, so Darkside, which is the firm that is responsible not from the group that is responsible for the colonial target uh colonial pipeline hack they're shutting down operations uh according to according to this article that i'm reading in the wall street journal but it's um, an exit scam they're doing an exit scam yeah or, they're probably just rebranding or they're hiding mm -hmm. because after they after you know the attack was noticed they yeah. took down their their uh their hidden service on the dark yeah. I mean, it's just so, it's incredible in a bad way that a simple ransom, not simple, but a ransomware attack, so something that is entirely digital, could shut down operations. And, you know, this pipeline supplies almost half of all the oil that's used by the, the eastern, eastern side of the U.S. And that's just unimaginable, like, that it could have such an impact. Yeah. All right. And for the last part of the podcast, I want to talk about hacking of the blockchain. So the blockchain, again, is the is a public ledger that records and validates all the transactions. Harvey wanted me to include this. So Harvey, tell me about hacking of the blockchain. So issues with the blockchain, especially with currencies like Monero and Dogecoin and um, Bitcoin, is the 51% attack. Mm -hmm. So the way proof of work works is that the consensus, the miners, agree that this block is valid mm -hmm. and for example most of the mining in bitcoin and monero and dogecoin happen in china right so china owns a, a large portion of the network and if they own a large amount such as the 51 percent needed to do the attack 
they can issue the miners to agree on blocks that aren't real. Right. Essentially minting uh, minting coins that shouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, that's essentially free money. Right, and, and that would destroy issue. the whole... Yeah. The whole operation. And other countries can do it, you know, if they own the 51%. Mm -hmm. And if you are going to mine in cryptocurrencies, just keep in mind the, uh, the difference between PPLNS, PPS, and how many pools, if you're going to pull mine, or solo mine, if you're going to pull mine, just look, you know, how much does this pool own of the network? Yeah. And if it owns, if it own, if it owns, fifty one percent, don't mine in it, because you yeah. just, you you're not mining. You know, it's not just three money. It's about helping the blockchain. It's authenticating it. Right. You're keeping it safe. You're you're securing it. Yeah. You know. Exactly, and the whole point of cryptocurrency is for it to be decentralized, and having one pool, you know, have that much power would be yeah, you're, you're defeating the points. You're essentially centralizing it. Mm -hmm. China, with Bitcoin, they have centralized, well, they, you know, in a, in, a, in a theoretical, in a theoretical, you know, context, they have centralized Bitcoin yeah. because they own quite a lot of mines. Well, despite all that, I mean, I hope, I have high hopes for the future of cryptocurrency and I genuinely think that crypto is the way of the future i i don't know yeah. how we'll get there i'm sure that it's going to be a very rocky road to the future um but you see bitcoin there in the future i don't, I don't know i feel I like I Bit I bitcoin hopefully goes the way of the dinosaur there are a lot of more interesting cryptocurrencies yeah. out there i mean even I, ethereum that with dogecoin sets a, a standard really it mm -hmm. sets you can become this big, so come yeah. be this big, and yeah. that's what I think other altcoins are wanting to become. Yeah. They, have they you wanted... seen on? Have you seen everywhere? Uh, Baitcoin. Baitcoin. Yeah, Baitcoin. Have I you not heard that. of it? No. Um, basically, some random people. I'm not sure. I I have a feeling this YouTuber called Nico is behind it, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's just this cryptocurrency that is just that is just blowing. That is just kind of blowing up like Dogecoin did. Like. Everyone's retweeting it and stuff like that. Oh, I'm not gosh. sure who's behind it. Cause I haven't really, like, invested that much time into it. And I was, you know, I oh god, I wish I invested in it now. Because <laughs> it's shut up, and I was, and I was really considering it. And now seeing how yeah. high it's gone, I really wish I had. Yeah, so, but then it'll, I'm sure it'll crash soon enough. It, it will, but you mm -hmm. know, he'll get his video out first. Yeah, but that's loads, true. Of, loads of like verified people were, were um, putting it on their Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, so that that's kind of weird. Baitcoin is on Instagram. If you guys want to go and have a look what they're doing, because it's yeah. quite it's quite. But that sounds like BitClout and their let's cryptocurrency being like it sounds like a scam. Yeah, no, it's really... not a scam. It's not a scam. Um, and also, can I? I just want to say that uh, anyone can make their own cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah, yeah Harvey is trying yeah. to make a cryptocurrency called Hoobie. Yeah, Coin. Yeah, Hoobie Coin. Yeah. Hoobie Coin. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm still Wait, trying to work Hoobie on Hoobie coin. Yeah, Hoobie. Yeah. Hoobie or Hoobie. Ho Hoobie. Hoobie. I I thought he said it Hoobie coin. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the podcast there. Thank you Hoobie everyone. Coin. Thank you everyone for listening.